top shelf fantasy. What's up, shelfies? We coming back at you tonight. We got top shelf number 213. Podcast 213, September 7th is today. We got the NFL season starting tomorrow. So when you hear this, you'll probably have NFL season starting night night of so that's freaking fantastic in the thursday night games an actual sweet matchup for a change of pace but uh before i get too far into this we got scotty with us as always and then we've got a guest appearance by jeff tully the world famous book burner jeff tell the fans you say what's up what's going on what's up jeff <laughs> yeah we're gonna have baldy on too but he forgot he had a hockey league that he joined Tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you forget, but then at the same time, I did the same thing with bowling league last night. So um, that should give you an <laughs> idea of the difference in athleticism we're talking about between me and Baldy. But um, <laughs> I forgot to mention at the top, though. Always listen to us and look up our articles and stuff at topshelffantasy.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at topshelffntsy. Let's get into some news. We got the first day of injury designations and we got some interesting cuts and stuff to talk about. So, Scott, you want to take the first one? I love to. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Craig's not here to throw it to I him. I mean, so. this was this happened last week, but I think we didn't do the news last night at our listening podcast. But Trey Sermon was cut. Um, I I thought it was a, a surprise cut myself, but he joined the Eagles practice squad. They picked him off off of waivers, so good for him. He gets you know a chance somewhere. But I mean, you're talking about a guy that was a first round pick in rookie drafts in 2021. And kind of like you're you're getting the next guy in San Fran, and like that next guy is going to be huge. Then Moster goes down, boom! Now he's even a top five pick, like, and not so fast. And now he's cut. It's yeah. just it just it's just funny how the NFL it, it it just goes so fast. Like, yeah, it shows you how fast they churn up running backs. Like mm-hmm. they just burn through these guys. And Sermon, again, I mean, he still has the body type of an elite running back, so I don't want to write him off, but we haven't seen it. We haven't seen him on the field put something together where I go, that's the guy. So, well, think, yeah, he's the, on Philly, but come on, I Philly. think the, the interesting thing is, like, I mean, Trey Servant's drafted so much further ahead of Eli Mitchell in, like, the NFL draft, but then they get into practice and camp, and it's like talent shows in practice, and it's like, well, it doesn't matter what we saw them do in college and where we thought we were going to pick them. Eli Mitchell's a better running back, you know, so they, they stuck with him and now they cut Sermon because Eli is so much better than him, you know? And so it's, it's just kind of like, interesting that it's like that draft capital that the team spent doesn't yeah. carry that much weight once they get into the practice, right. you know? Yeah, it's, it's somehow simultaneously like an indictment of your scouting staff and like an accolade for them at the same time. Like, well, you nailed the Mitchell one, but turns out we wasted this high capital on Sermon. Right. So right, we could have spent just second round pick on yeah. like a fucking like on actual running back or yeah. like a or a receiver another, or you know, another piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's Shanahan too. Like, he's not gonna be like, oh, well, he's a third round pick. He's not gonna care. He's gonna say, what's better for my team right now? I'm always gonna try to win. This yeah. isn't working. Like he did it, like he did, he did what the patch had done with Nikhil years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like he cuts ties right away, bye bye. Instead of like, oh, let's wait and see, and then clog a roster spot. Yeah, and I mean the the Eagles did grab Sermon right away, so maybe they got something in store for him. But the, like, if we had sat here and done the whole like, oh, where could he sign? What's a good landing spot? I don't think we say Eagles at any point. I don't think they make the list. Probably not top five, not top ten. Yeah, not top fifteen, not top twenty. <laughs> Um, all right, then next we got Damian Williams, who was listed as the RB2 over, I'd say, the growing 
favorite kind of uh, cherub of the draft, Tyler Algier. He was getting a lot of uh, a lot of hype, looking good. He has a good role, a good shot at a, a role. And then all of a sudden the news comes out, Damian Williams listed as the RB2. I don't think it's a super big shock. Damian Williams is definitely the more polished back. He's definitely the veteran there. Guarantee you, without even seeing Algier play, he's better at blitz pickup. Uh, blocking assignments, and that probably lists you as the RB2 on any depth chart in the NFL, but still interesting because Algier, who started to fly off draft boards, ADP's increasing, you know, especially if you're doing uh, dynasty drafts early in the year, you saw this guy going earlier, 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 every time you did one, and now you kind of have a knife in the in the abdomen, but I shouldn't make I shouldn't make injuries to the abdomen joke after the Brian Robinson fiasco. No, but. yeah. <laughs> what was an abdomen? Yeah, he's fine. But um, no, nah, so that, that's just an interesting little wrinkle for Atlanta. I think Cordell Patterson is still the guy to own for the time being, but who knows if lightning, lightning strikes twice for him. Yeah, be interesting. Uh, and awesome, better news, revenge game, Joe Flacco gets to start week one against Baltimore. So yeah. line up Joe Flacco and all your DK lineups, and you'll be good to win a lot of money. Don't do that. Yeah, no, I will not do, do that. Not I do didn't. That. I actually didn't see this come through, so that's interesting. I mean, I was so I had Elijah Moore. No, I had Garrett Wilson in one of my DK lineups. I'm probably pulling him out now. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of knew that Flock was going to like the chance that Zach Wilson was going to play was like probably five percent. Um, yeah, I just hadn't. I kind of forgot about it to be honest yeah. with you. I've been real busy today. I was doing DK lineups on the fly. Here's a pro tip: don't do your DK lineups on the fly. Sit down and look at those things. Um, Dawson Knox makes a fairly big, pretty big extension uh, that comes kind of on on the heels of the OJ Howard release or waiver or cut, whatever you want to call it. So shows they get a lot of faith faith in Knox. Um, They obviously brought Howard in as a backup. Didn't really work out. They're going to keep the guys they had. And Knox looks to build on last season, which was a fantastic year for him. Become more of a Josh Allen favorite target. Um, Obviously, he's going to lose a lot of that target share to Diggs, as he should. But he can be the number two, three option in a lot of plays. It's a, it's a good spot to be. And they obviously, like we always say, follow the money. There's your money. Follow it. Yep. I mean, he's pretty much a better man's Hunter Henry. Like he's a yeah. touchdown guy, but I mean, he does get those receptions. And he runs like a four six forty at his fucking size. It's crazy. Don't fact check me on that, but he's fast. No, nope. Madden has him like a ninety speed. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to speed, go to Madden. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Trubisky named the starter in Pitt. I think most of us expected this, at least uh, to begin the season. I don't think anybody thought they were going to hand the reins to, to pick it uh, this early on. How long do you think he holds on to the starting job over Pickett? Do you think he, do you think he lasts him out the whole season? Or Knowing Mitch, he could blow it in the first game, or he could hold it all, all year. And I think anything in the middle is within the range of realistic outcomes. Me personally – I think he's going to hold it all year. I think he's got the weapons around him to bail him out of the Mitch Trubisky mistakes that we've seen a lot. Well, I think he's gotten, I think he's gotten more of a bad rap than he really deserves. I mean, I, I, he's not, he's not yeah. horrible. You know what I mean? He's not this trash bag quarterback that everybody wants agree. to make him out to be, you know, he's, he's a competent NFL quarterback, you know? So yeah. every single quarterback I think he holds, in the league is guilty of some bad interceptions. Every yeah, single one. He just, I think he holds pick it off it. all year and pick it, pick it will have to learn and grow and start next year. You know, I, I don't think he gets this job at all. And I think it's kind of a combination of his ability to, to fend them off, but also mixed with the, the Steelers being a smart franchise overall and Tomlin being secure in his job saying, even if Trubisky sucks, I can have Pickett hold a clipboard for a year, and my job's not at risk. The same that Andy Reid did with Mahomes. He had some good quarterback play ahead of him. He didn't have to really deal with it, but 
there's no risk for him to lose a ton of games one year. He, he's not losing his job. Tomlin's secure. The Steelers are a very steady organization. They're not drastic in their changes. So I think that helps Trubisky as well. Maybe that could have been an incentive for him to go there in the first place. Yeah, and w- what did Baldy say? Uh, it's the first time in 15 years a rookie quarterback's not starting week one. Which is pretty crazy, but I mean, you know, there's always that that top pick that somehow sneaks in. I guess we just don't have it. No, not this close. Because, and I mean, we knew it as we watched the draft unfold. You know, there was not the elite quarterback in this class. It just didn't exist. So it shouldn't be a huge surprise, but kind of weird year. You know, you think maybe more quarterbacks would have tried to declare last year with it being as weak as it was. But yep. What can you do? All right. Want to get into injuries? Mm-hmm. This is a big one right off the bat. Probably the biggest one we had. Um, Dobbins is limited and Lamar literally says the words hope to have him out there in a couple weeks. So a lot of people had Dobbins projected to play week one. First, he was out first. He was definitely out. Then he was like, oh, he's on the path. He's commenting on Twitter stuff saying like, yeah, I'm not limping. Fuck you. Now he's back to he's probably likely out. I mean, that's huge where I mean, he's he fell down draft boards because of the injury already. So he was a little bit deeper than he might have been otherwise. And now you're seeing the, the reason for that. I mean, if Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake are the backs in this backfield, that's a huge hit. I mean, no matter how you look at it, they're not J.K. Dobbins talent level. They're not even close. But it also shifts the landscape of your fantasy team. I mean, if you drafted these guys and you don't have Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake, you need to go and get them right now. If somebody else in your league already has them, which they should, you might be up shit creek. You might have nobody to plug in this week because if you're like my leagues, running backs are scarce out there on waivers. Yeah, I would think in a lot of leagues, Mike Davis is owned. But, I mean, if he's out there, pick him up. He's at least a good week one option. Yeah, he was my flex start of the week, even when I thought Dobbins was likely going to play. And then the news comes out that he's probably not. And I'm like, well, I'm keeping him as my flex start and you can't make me change it. That's fair. I mean... He's still probably RB three ish start wise. Yeah, I'll just make it change from a like twelve point hit to a fifteen point hit or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, In Bucks news, Julio Jones that does not practice today. Gage is limited, and Godwin is a full participant, which is great for Godwin's outlook for Week One. But the the other two, especially Julio, it's kind of a red flag. Yeah, question just remains: who's the wide receiver three there? I don't know. Do that. I think the I think Godwin practicing in full is huge. I mean, like he slid down everybody's draft board. Like if you go look at your draft from last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Godwin fell down these boards all summer long because he was going to be limited. He might not be ready to go. Gage was Gage was hyped up to be like, oh, he's going to be a factor on this team. And Godwin now is just going to be might just be Godwin. He might just show up week one and be like, oh, business as usual. Yeah, like sixth, yeah. seventh round, he was going in. And it I was, was going to say around six ADP for a guy who could be wide receiver one, not the wide receiver one, but you know, top 12 wide receiver easily. Right. He could mm-hmm. be on that fringe of low one, high two, right? I mean, yep. yep. And he slid down boards all summer long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're taken after steal. guys that are solid wide receiver twos, like we know for a fact they're upside. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely huge for Godwin. Um, huge for Julio and, and Russell Gage, though. I mean, if these guys aren't on the field, then that you're going to lose your shot to get on Brady's good side. And, and who knows? Scotty Miller slides back in and, you know, somebody <laughs> like him. Slides, and now all of a sudden that's his job. So get on the field, boys. We need you out there. I'm talking to you, Russell Gage. I got you in a few leagues. 
Or Brashad Perryman. Is it the, the, the uh, other guy there? Yeah. No more Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Um, uh, Van Jefferson's ruled out. Um, put this here because uh, he plays tomorrow. Rams versus Bills. Just another weapon Stafford's arm doesn't have to bail him out. So you could see um, Tutu Atwell have a little bigger role. The other guy, I can't pronounce Ben Swarick Shor- oh, or whatever. Skoronic, Skoronic Skoronic, or yeah. Shit, yeah. I was way off. Okay. I got the Ben right, though. His, <laughs> his first name is Ben. Um, so that's too bad. I don't think people are playing Van Jefferson regardless, but um, George Kittle misses practice with a hammy that he uh, picked it up on Monday. Just another George Kittle already happening. Like it's it's every year. And we talked about it on the podcast last night. Um, so, you know, it, it's a matter of time where he either gets hurt or he gets a two point game because he blocks or he gets 25 points. And now it's already he might not play week one. And that's a, I don't know, uh, top top four, top five at the worst tight end you're drafting in your leagues. That's a big hit. Yeah. Um, and there's nobody behind him, too. It's not like you say, okay, Kittle's down. I'm going to go grab it's his like, backup. Is it Ross trades. Dwelly still? Ross Dwelly, <laughs> Charlie Warner, and uh, Tyler Croft, the former you know your product. You know your San Fran tight ends. <laughs> uh, I pulled up their depth chart, obviously. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it just – you're getting to the point with him that he becomes like the CMC of tight ends. You're like, okay, the guy's not healthy, so should I still be drafting him in this high? And, you know, you take CMC high even with the injury risk because he can be the number one running back by a large point gap. I get that. Kittle's not really there. Like, if he's the number one tight end, it's because he fought hard and played 16 or 17 games, and he edged out Kelsey or Andrews or Waller or yeah, one of these other guys. Probably by got a hurt. handful of points. <laughs> right. And he's really – his inability to stay on the field is going to hurt his, his value, not only in trades in season for fantasy, but also for his future projection ADP-wise. So he's a guy – this year, I, I, I said to myself, I'm not taking him in any leagues. I, I was an owner of Kittle in the past will not be one this year. It's too much of a headache. He plays games and he's out and then he's a decoy and he's on the field and he doesn't do anything. And it's just too much of a headache. It makes me happy that I made the Hawkinson trade with Tom. I wish he was here so I could rip on him a little bit for that. Uh, it really worked out for me, but yeah, I mean, it's just another weapon out of Lance's pocket too, because you know, for a fact, Lance is going to be looking at the tight end, you know, three yards off the line of scrimmage and letting him do what he can do with his feet. So that's just a, a, a bummer for, for them. And really it just puts more of the stress for, to succeed on Debo and Ayuk uh, and, and the run game for that matter. But the run game takes a hit because we, we've seen Kittle block guys out of the stadium. So across the board, I mean, it's a bummer for San Fran. Probably lose, probably lose week one because of that. They're playing Chicago. They'll probably be fine. Yeah, they're fine. If, <laughs> which is why he's probably not going to play because they're playing Chicago. There's no point. But yeah, it, it, it's a bummer for Mitchell. Like Kittle's, could be like arguably the best blocking tight end in the league. And that, and that's why he's not, you know, top two, because he doesn't get passed to a lot. You lose him. There goes all those sweeps and stuff, especially for Trey Lance. He's going to block a lot for him. Right. But again, it's Chicago. It's pretty much a preseason week two matchup. <laughs> Quite honestly. Yeah. And they could be saying, okay, you're a little dinged up. Maybe you'll dress. He won't play. Mm-hmm. Just don't start him. And he'll be on the sideline in case they need him. Now, which is really the worst case scenario if you're a fantasy owner, because, He'll remove his questionable designation. He'll yeah. <laughs> be on the field and dress, and then he won't play any snaps. And you'll be like, sick. This yeah, is great. yeah, yeah. That that would suck. Um, the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, misses practice. Is it's a big bummer if he doesn't play, because then if 
Rogers gets a nice connection with Watson and or Dobbs, Dubs or whatever, or even Randall Cobb. Lazar gets back week two or three. Yeah. This has been like the Lazard move too. Like somebody gives him an opportunity. He either gets hurt or just squanders it away one way or another. It's he has not come up and like seized his his golden chances that he's had. And this is really just a, a continuation of that. So if he doesn't get on the field, like you said, it becomes somebody else's job. I mean, it's only this injury was something that's like an injury prone thing. He got stepped on at practice, you know. Oh, yeah. He's he's nursing an ankle because he got stepped on. It can't even be his fault. It's just the way the thing to fall in his career. Was it Christian Watts that did it? (laughs) (laughs) But Rogers said that he doesn't need much practice to get in the game. So I I think even if he gets in like a a limited session on Thursday or something like that, I I think you're still okay. If he if he lines up and he's he's active, you should you should be playing him in your lineup with confidence that he's going to be a big contributor. I'm big on Alan, Alan Lazard. So, oh, so I don't I, think that, I, I don't think that this is a, a big deal, but I mean, it, it's something to watch, I guess if he, if it lingers and he doesn't play, then it's obviously a factor. It, if he doesn't play, cause he gets stepped on, it would just be like the same thing with Tyra getting stabbed in the heart. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, you want him out there with Aaron Rodgers in a plus matchup where yep. he has the, ability to pop for 15 20 points and like you said yep. if he if he dresses and he's active i'm putting him in my lineup if i own him i mean 100%. where you got the guy versus what his his upside is even with a bum ankle he's still a fantastic red zone target you've seen his stats over the past couple of years strictly in the red zone and rogers likes to look for him so definitely in your lineup if he's if he's active but i just hope that he is because i i want to see him succeed friend of the program you know yep and uh, the final piece, Brian Robinson, strong play, uh, chance to play in week five, which is very fast turnaround from being shot. Um, you know, do we know what the t- do we know what the typical turnaround time is on being shot? I don't, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll call fifty cent, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just guessing. Like, if I were to be shot with a bullet, I would talk about that nonstop for the next year while I didn't. I'd milk that for four. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd be showing up to freaking men's slow pitch softball. Yeah. I'd be like, why'd you strike out? I'm like, I was shot like eleven years ago. Dude. Yeah, like I'm fully recovered. But no, I mean, like, no matter what it is, whether a bullet rips through your muscle, fiber, tissue, whether it's in your organ, whether it's just a clean in and out, I mean, how long does it take a scab to heal? Because that's friggin' still annoying. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, you get shot. I expect you out for half a year minimum, maybe the whole season. And now we're here in week five. That's awesome. I mean. That'd be so such so to just <clears throat> seem suit up then and just crush it. Oh, and you know for a fact, like his adrenaline is going to be rushing. The crowd's going to be behind him. If Week Five is a home home game, I'm playing Brian Robinson, expecting him to go for probably uh, 300 yards and six touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dissatisfied with anything anything less than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I don't. Uh, have we gotten any news on if Antonio Gibson was behind it or? Um, no, it's still under investigation. Uh, I'll, I'll be sure to call that tip into the Washington Police Department. <laughs> 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 all right uh book burner picks go over baldy's yeah. first um yeah baldy with the the full parlay on all division all divisions winners, which is a ballsy move I, you gotta respect it um be real tough to hit but like you said obviously it's tough to hit that's why i was plus 66 plus thousand on uh on the odds there so he's got you taking the bills colts 
Bengals, Chargers, Bucks, Rams, Vikings, and the Cowboys. Played it safe on most of them, I'd say. The Bills, I think, is a safe bet for the East. The Colts, probably a safe bet for the South. The Bengals will probably duke it out with the Ravens, depending on what happens with the Lamar Jackson uh, contract situation. But I think they're probably a smart bet. The Chargers are probably one of the hardest bets to make just because anybody in that division that whole division is a be. hard bet to make. Yep. <clears throat> the Bucks in the South, I think, isn't safe with a healthy Jameis coming from uh, New Orleans, but that's probably the smart bet in that division anyways, just based on what they've done. The Rams, of course, will be there. Uh, Vikings, that's kind of probably there to juice the the line, but they got, yeah, they got the Packers to to contend with. Um, I don't think the Lions or Bears particularly push them. And then the Cowboys, (laughs) who knows? uh, The NFC East is a perennial shit show, so it could be, it won't be the Giants. I'll kind of guarantee you that, but I think the Eagles are a dark horse uh, coming out of that division. I really think they're a dark horse Super Bowl contender as well, um, assuming that defense stays healthy. And uh, who's the other team I'm forgetting in the East? Oh, the Commanders. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Commanders. Wentz will find so a way to dumb. ruin that. But, yeah, I mean. It's twenty. It's, it, it, it's a $20 bet to pay out $1,200. 12000 12000 Yeah. $12,000. Yeah. Math. <laughs> I mean, yeah. End of the day, you lose 20 bucks. whatever. But, yeah. I honestly not, would have expected not, it to be a juicier line. I mean, for 20, I would expect it to pay like 100 Gs if you hit every division, right? But Yeah, right. I mean, with how difficult it is to try to call eight for eight divisions, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of bets like this. I know it's cool and fun to say, like, oh, I, bet, I bet 20 bucks <laughs> and I could win 12 grand. It's like, well, I mean, you lit $20 on fire. It's what it's how the yeah. books make their money is that's like, yeah, it's a, you could bet 20 bucks on one thing and win. do you want to beat the books and make money or do you want to have the cool flashy bet that nobody's gonna hit (laughs) it's too well yeah i mean you you got jeff here that that is a not safe better but not a huge parlay guy and dow's here that's a 15 team 15 player parlay person yeah and he'll miss one. It's like, oh, I got to hit it again next week. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got to go. It, I got to go yeah. run out fifteen again. It's like, well, you know, if you just ran out five or six, you'd you'd smash it. You yeah. know. Well, so the thing is, you got to do a little both, right? You make sure that you make your money in some safe bets. And what then... I really think, you got to well, you you should have two separate budgets. You should have your budget that you're actually trying to win bets and make money, and then budgets like this where you spend twenty dollars and you're like, I'm spending a couple lottery tickets. You know, if you want to spend, if you're betting hundred dollars a week on your regular bets and you want to bet five dollars a week on your mega parlay go for it that should be like yeah, your fun bet because if you fair. do hit yeah. that one that'd be nuts but that should not be where you spend most of your yeah. money you no know? exactly that that's, that's that's so much fun this is how i bet all the time yeah i do one bet, i double up i go from five dollars to ten dollars and then i put a hundred dollars on a 15 parlay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a cool yeah, you a won losing the, strategy yeah, you win the money line with a Bucks game, you yeah, just went three dollars. No, you're, you're, yeah. you're out a hundred because the 15 game didn't hit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh Jeff, you want to run us through some of your picks for the upcoming yeah, I mean, season? I think you, I know you. Yeah, right. do you want to go in there? Props, go futures, season bets. Do you want to go season bets, or you want to yeah, do week one? You, do you have uh do you have do? futures for like Super Bowl stuff, and sure. then you have future. Yeah. Uh, do you have like uh season yeah, stat do lines futures, and then do week one after that? Yeah, essentially sure. player futures, team futures. Yeah. Okay. So, um I think my my long shot favorite bet for Super Bowl champion is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they go off at plus 4,000. So, I mean, if you want to bet, like if you're a small unit better, you could bet $10 on them and potentially win 400 bucks. You could bet 100 bucks on them and win $4,000. Um, I think they're 
wildly underrated. Um, I think Derek Carr is a lot better than most people give him credit for. Adding Devontae Adams makes that offense a lot more potent. And that defense was pretty good last year. They need to keep keep improving. But Max Crosby is a real impact pass rusher, you know, that he can he can terrorize quarterbacks. So Chandler I think Jones as too. a you know, Chandler Jones, right? That's a good addition. Um so I think it's like a long shot bet. I think they're a good number at four thousand. It's not something that I'd be like, this is what I'm banking on hitting, but I like that number. Um, my favorite Super Bowl bet is well, I had two favorite Super Bowl bets. My my team Super Bowl bet would be the Broncos at eighteen hundred. Um, I think <clears throat> quarterbacks impact these win totals and chances to win Super Bowls way more than people even give it credit for. I mean, think about like the Rams add Stafford and they're going off at plus 1400 last year. And they're the Super Bowl champions, you know, the Bengals get Joe Burrow healthy back and they're the other team in the Super Bowl. So um, I think people sometimes forget that like the quarterback change is the biggest factor in how these teams are going to perform. And the Broncos won eight or nine games last year. Yeah. So, I mean, just missed playoffs, I think. Right. So they're not, they weren't a slouch team last year with Teddy Bridgewater. So adding, adding Russell Wilson to that offense is going to be a huge change. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other opinions on teams that are going to be Super Bowl champions. Those are definitely my two favorite team bets. Yeah, no, I love the Broncos. I think that's, that's a really good one. Um, and I haven't looked at the line, but I, I know I just mentioned the Eagles, I think have a really good shot to make a deep run, assuming that Hertz can play up to snuff. Um, but their defense is elite and they've only added to it. Uh, they they need to stay healthy in their secondary, which was the big issue last year and the reason they lost a lot of games. Um, but depending on what the line is for them, I'd call them a dark horse. I'd have to look at the the actual number. Eagle, to tell Eagles you go off true. at 22 right now. And see, it's not as juicy as I thought it would be, but um, as juicy as I the mean, Raiders. <laughs> right. The, the, I think the Raiders have a better shot than the Eagles. But well, I, might, I might try to bet them each. I wonder if you could parlay it together and have you uh, an AFC, NFC just champion parlay. You can. Yeah. I mean, you can have you can have exact matchup. Um, the other bet that I really like, which kind of goes in hand in hand with those two bets, is I you can bet the AFC West to have the Super Bowl champion. So then you get all four of those teams wrapped in together, and you still get that at plus three fifty. Yeah. So that that's actually my favorite way to bet the Super Bowl right now is say. Whoever wins that division is likely the Super Bowl champion in my head. Um, I think like classic, like iron sharpens iron. This is the toughest division we've probably seen in possibly in NFL history. I think that whoever yeah. whoever gets out of this alive is going to be battle tested and they're going to be able to make a real march through the playoffs. And I think that I think whoever comes out of that division is just the the odds on favorite to take it home. Yeah, and I think for momentum alone, like they're aware that their division is stacked. So they come out of that, they win. They probably win a divisional matchup, and then they're like, "We're the best!" Like they're they're going to be juiced to the gills, ready to just yep. run through whoever has the misfortune of meeting them the following week. Yeah, so those are my favorite Super Bowl champion bets. Um, if you want to do uh, player futures, like awards, you start thinking about those rookie of the year stuff like that. Yeah, rookie. The only two rookie of the year bets I even really like are. Um, Aiden Hutchinson to win defensive player of the year at 450 and yep. then Damian Pierce to win offensive rookie of the year at 900. But both those are, they're fairly chalky. There's not a ton of value in it. So I think you're, you're betting, you're betting to possibly just lose money. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hutchinson does look freaking good in preseason though on hard knocks. I mean, stuff. yeah. So if yeah, you watch hard knocks, filthy. this dude's a machine. I didn't realize he was six foot seven until like very recently either. I thought, you know, I knew he was big. I thought he was six, four, six, five. 
Six, six, yeah, seven. That's he, huge. That's, that's Calais Campbell size. That's scary. And, that's so scary. You see that guy coming at you? <laughs> like, I mean, some of those highlights that they have on Hard Knocks with them, like, are like preaching this grit thing and always having the high motor. Like, Aiden Hutchinson does not stop, and he's like, he's relentless. So I think he's going to yeah. be a massive impact. So those those would be my two, the only two awards because I don't I, I don't like betting on like MVP and stuff like that. I think that stuff's super fluky and like yeah. what quarterback's going to have. Right, the best better, year. better quarterback, kind of, mm-hmm. and that's really it. I mean, the and, the and the quarterbacks never have the juicy lines, right? So, right, it's like, oh, you want to bet Chris Olave to be rookie of the year? It's like, okay, dude, yeah, it's a, what you do with Terrace Marshall? Like, yeah, exactly. Terrace Marshall, <laughs> your Terrace Marshall bet worked yeah. out really well. <laughs> He's on the field for like thirty minutes, like including practice time. <laughs> I like Terrace Marshall too. Uh, he's a bounce back player of the year, though, so I'm not even worried about him. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh what else yeah we want to do week one stuff you say well you want to do like uh like some win totals and some player props yeah for sure yeah um win totals um back to the afc west i think my my favorite win total is chargers over 10 wins um they had nine wins last year and they added khalil Mack and jc jackson on the defense herbert's only getting better you know i like the team to to challenge for a super bowl you know so i like the drill Effort pickup too. That's a, I think Gerald, that's a yeah. I mean, see, sneaky he's not, pick. He's not something to just sleep on completely, right? I mean, he's he could be a real factor, you know. Um, the biggest holdup for them is how tough that division is. You know, like they got to play the Chiefs twice, they got to play the Broncos twice, they got to play the Raiders yeah. twice. So that's the that's the biggest hangup. But I do like them to get to to get to ten wins. So they so Chiefs are still favored in that division, right? Is it go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders? Yes. Yeah. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, it's Raiders. Fucking great. That division's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Uh, uh, how about uh, Seahawks under five and a half wins? I think that one's. Uh, I think that one's actually a pretty safe bet, and it's going off at plus one hundred even money. So, I love that line. Like, if you think the offense is going to struggle with Geno, that defense is abysmal. The only yeah. person left on that defense now is Jamal Adams, and like. Safeties impact the game to an extent, but like it's 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 not even as because of they're kind of a luxury position at times, you know. Like yeah, he just left. It's not New it's York not a cornerback. He was, like he was right if they had a shut down corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so different. yeah, I um, think they I think they're gonna have a real hard time getting to six wins. So what six is, wins um, that bet. So what is the Bears win total? The Bears total. Yeah, uh, let's look it up. Because I, I would bet. Under of that too, Bears are at six. I would. Is it plus a one hundred? It's minus one twenty yeah. to the under. Yeah. So it's so you got to put not as one twenty to win honor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, looking at uh player totals right now though too. I don't know what you have on there, but I'm looking at Matt Ryan's regular season oh, passing huh. touchdowns uh over twenty five point five at plus one hundred. I'll hit that all day long. I mean, yeah. Touchdowns are tough to bet. The only I only have one touchdown bet on my entire yeah. board. What's uh, that? Touchdowns are touchdowns are so fluky. The only touchdown bet I have on my entire board is Cortland Sutton over five and a half I, touchdowns. I saw that one yesterday, and I was like, Ooh. "You got it." That <laughs> what's yeah, that? Uh, it's 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 minus one thirty. So it's not like it's not yeah, a great okay. great uh, value number, but I just expect him to be the red zone the red zone guy for Russ Wilson, and everything out of camp says that he's his guy. 
I've um, seen he's, so low. He's six foot. He's six foot four, and he runs like a four five forty. You know, like this dude's an absolute like alpha male, alpha alpha wide receiver type. That like for him not to get to six touchdowns, I think he's going to be shocking. The only way he doesn't, I think, is if he gets hurt. He right. gets hurt or Russ gets hurt. But I do think people forget how tall the guy is. I think people just picture yeah. something like, oh, he's probably like six feet, six one kind of guy. He's a six yeah. foot four <laughs> mammoth on the massive. field, you know? Yeah. Um, I do have another touchdown bet, actually. And it, it's you you mentioned Adam Thielen earlier. I have Adam Thielen over seven and a half touchdowns. Um, he's gotten to seven, he's gotten over seven and a half touchdowns in three of the last four years. And the only season he didn't get last there, year. he got no, it was like two or three years ago and he got hurt and he caught six touchdowns on 30 catches. So he's still two touchdowns away. <laughs> like he is the touchdown guy on that team. He scored in the last two years. I think he scored 14 and 10 respectively. You know, he's well clear of this number. So um, many... touchdowns, touchdowns are fluky, but he's, he's the touchdown guy for that team. You know, Kirk looks for him in the red zone, you know, Justin Jefferson might do all his damage between the twenties, but like, I think what did Jefferson have in his rookie year? Like six touchdowns. Yeah, something like that. You know, I don't, I don't think he would have thought. I mean, yeah, they're they're both in get theirs, but yeah, but like at the two yard line, like who's the wide receiver that's going to be right? Feeling, feeling gets those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeff so. Jared Goff regular season Ooh. passing yards thirty seven hundred over over plus, plus one hundred five. Whatever yeah. it is, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a start that. They have yeah, it could be, it could be forty, right? Forty five hundred yards over. I love this. <laughs> I mean, he still looks good in hard knocks. Dude. He, I, he I'll still stand by hard. I'll still stand. Is by this his golfer. third hard knocks or is his second? Second, second, second. second. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I didn't know if the Rams did did two or not, but no, I guess yeah, he did the one with the Rams and then this one. Oh. Mm. Um, but he looks good. I think he, I still think he's a good he's a good passer. He's a good yeah, thrower. He's he, just he's he's you have not to as best simplify the is. offense and like make things stupid for him. You know, he's not he's not the brightest guy in the world, apparently. Um your boy Adam Thielen, regular season receiving yards, seven fifty point five. I nope. think Jeff just wants to get the touchdowns. Just there. The touchdowns I, just, <laughs> I just want the touchdown numbers on Thielen. <laughs> um all right, how about uh CD Lamb's line is nuts, dude. Eleven seventy five. I'm not touching it. He, no, he, yeah, he burned last me so year. he burned me so bad last year. I had <laughs> I had every bet on this man catches yards touchdowns, and he came up short on all of it. So they said sure, Coop, Cooper's gone, so he should get it. <laughs> cups, cups at thirteen hundred for his line. Yeah. That's, Dude, that's, um, Justin Jefferson's going off at thirteen fifty. Yeah, Jesus. Justin Jefferson goes off at thirteen fifty, but in his two first years, he went for fourteen hundred and sixteen hundred. So, right. um, you think that he? He would have regressed in his second year getting the extra coverage like he's the guy and he upped it, you know, yeah. so it's a pass heavy offense. You know, I I'm not going to be betting the Justin Jefferson line because it's it's such a high number to hit. But if I was going to bet that one, I like that one for overall. So I'm seeing so many lines now that I like DJ Moore's at 1075 minus 125 to go over that. But I, still take that. I think DJ Moore's a real yeah. through 18 or through 17 games. Rather, I think you got a real good shot at that. It's not that much a week. No, I mean, so that's a good thing that you, that's a good point that you mentioned about like how many yards a guy has to get for a week. So um, a bet that I like is, I mean, you guys know that I'm married to Nick Chubb. Yep. Um, Nick Chubb's Rushing rushing total is Nick Chubb's rushing total is 1200 yards. 1200 yards sounds like it. It might be kind of difficult to get to. He's gotten to it two out of the last three years. So, you know, he, he can get there and he averages five, five and a half yards 
per carry. On a per carry basis, he only needs to get 219 carries this year. That's like 14 carries a game. You know, it yeah. is not not difficult for him to get to this number as long as he stays healthy. You know, um, even if he regresses his yards per carry to to five five per carry, you know, it's still only like 17 carries a game, and he he averages more than that year over year. So and he only needs about 70 yards a game. Yep. To to make it work. So that's when you look at it that way. It's not yeah. much like that extra no. game moved the yard yeah. per game total down significantly. And I think a lot of people aren't, aren't really remembering that when they're making their bets, like you yeah. have an extra game to do a lot of stuff. So all the ones that were close in the past probably hit or probably hit overs. There should yeah. be a lot more thousand yard running backs. Yeah. Right. We used to have a handful of 900, 950s. And now all of a sudden, if you don't, have, if, if you play 17 games and don't get a thousand yards, then that's bad. <laughs> they kind of had a bad year. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim and Harris. <clears throat> Tim Harris. Um, how about Kyler Murray? Um, under I like him for under 4,050 uh, passing yards. Um, he's played three years. He's never hit that number once in those three years. And he's missing DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. And you know. And he's going to miss time did, towards the end of the season, too. Hopkins? No, no, I'm. Kyler, like you oh, yeah, know, Ky- he's not right. going to play Ky- every right. single game. Ky- Kyler gets banged up year over year. I mean, it, it's like a classic thing with him that he comes off, he starts the season really hot, and then he fades off as the year goes on. Well, when he's at his hot part of the season, he's missing his best receiver on the field. So right. I think mm-hmm. for him to get to this number that he's never been to is is kind of outlandish, you know. So I, I love that that under number on Kyler. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And and again, without a weapon like Hopkins, you think he probably uses his legs a little bit more. And those yards don't count towards his passing total. Yep. So, right. Yeah. Or or James Conner more. Yeah, exactly. In the running game. Yep. Um, do you want to get into some week one stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yes. You want to do so, a little bit of week one? Yeah. So also, I just want to so, say to Jeff about Aiden Hutchinson, his sack total, uh, seven and a quarter. So seven and see I'd over like seven that. and a quarter at minus one twenty five. Like I'd hammer so, that over. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to take him over there. Yeah, I bet you he he hits 11, 12, probably, I think, fairly safely. I, I think he gets a double digits. Yeah, I think and, saying yeah, he's going to get yeah. 10 sacks is not not that it's, hard for him to get. It's to. not like crazy. He, yeah. That okay, yeah let's get into some week one stuff. So what's your mindset on week one? Do you like to bet a lot on, on week one or do you kind of like to wait and see? Well, because be, I think a lot of week one guys that like people that aren't as experienced like me. I'm just going to go out and say, I'm going to pick the guy or the team that I have a lot of fantasy shares on. And I can't believe that didn't hit. I can't believe so-and-so didn't get a hundred yards and two touchdowns. So I'm trying to, I think this year I'm trying to, I'm trying to get more into uh, game theory and like rationalizing why I'm betting and how much I'm betting and stuff. So I'm trying to trim my, my bets down from whatever it was a week, say like, eight or nine bets on, on Sunday, you know, I'm trying to trim that down and say, what are the three or four that I like the most and only bet those at the same dollar figure I was betting eight games before. Cause like if you bet eight games, there's probably two or three that you're like, I know I'm hitting these ones. And then these other ones I'm starting to get wishy-washy on. So I'm trying to get better at, I'm going to try this year to get better at not betting these ones that I'm like, Oh, I like that one, but I don't love it. You know? So mm-hmm. So I'm you're saying to, if, if you're going to bet 100 bucks in a week just to allocate 100 across three games, you're sure in. Yeah, bet it on, bet it on two, two or three okay. games instead, yeah. instead of betting instead of betting you know 
10 yeah. games for $10, pick two games and bet them for 50 bucks. Yep. You know, yeah. it's the okay. same, it's the same exact dollar figure investment. And I guarantee you're going to end up making more money. Yeah. Assuming that you are assuming a, that you a good better yeah. and somewhat intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> assuming that you can, you promise me I make more money, but I bet the, the jets yeah. every week. <laughs> <laughs> jets money line. Uh, they've never won more than four games. Shut up. <laughs> um, Still I don't know. staying away from Thursday night games by and large, just still yeah, too risky. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching this Thursday night game. That's for sure. Games. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's going to be an awesome game to watch. But that total is what 51. Yeah, I mean yeah. this. Yeah, this that total goes off at 51. That's a like, tough number to hit. I look at the inaugural Thursday game as a little bit different than every other Thursday game because these guys have had a full offseason to do their install for this one game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's not quite a Thursday night game that we're used to for you know Thursday night football, but. I still that's, what, that's fair. I still yeah, what's the, <laughs> what was the the week one Thursday game last year? Was that Tampa Bucks, and Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, and it was and a, they went after it. They went after it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great game. Yeah, no, that was that was one of the best games of the year. Mm. Um, and that's so, what the NFL wants too. They want the line at 51 and a half. They want to shoot out week one. They want to see 33, 31 come down to the wire, put asses in the seats, you know. Amazon wants it too. And if Amazon's running Thursday night games, then <laughs> there's going to be some, some fireworks. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this game's tricky. I mean, 51 and a half over under spreads two points. I mean, I just I stay away. I don't have a lot of confidence on any of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, it's a total stay away game. It's a, it's a put my feet up and enjoy the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even have many. I don't even have many uh, fantasy assets invested in the the Thursday night game, so I'm mostly going to be like all in and just like relaxing and watching the season start. You know, it's going to be kind of nice. Such a different way to watch a game than I'm like I'm yeah. used to to have like no personal investment in the game. It's so relieving and relaxing. Like, yeah, I think that's how, I think that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. be where I'm going to be sitting on Thursday night. Well, you have Tyler Higby. Oh yeah, I have Tyler Higby. That's a big one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I think I have a share of Cooper Cup. So, I mean, I have like a little bit, but it's not like I'm wildly invested in these two yeah. teams. And again, know? like opening game of the year for fantasy football as well. Like Cooper Cup, you expect he's going to get his. Yep. He's kind of a set and forget it guy. And you can sit back and relax to know that he was in your lineup no matter what you thought about. Yeah. You know, he, you're, it, you're never going to sit him. If he's yep. a bad game, you'd like, yes, I'm not going to. Yeah. You don't, you don't beat yourself up over it. Didn't matter. He's like, not going to sit the guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, any other uh, week one stuff right, you like? So, so my my favorite bet of week one is Patriots Dolphins under 46 and a half. Um, I think 46 and a half is kind of a, a really high total for these teams to have to get to on uh, on week one. Um, the Pats, so, I mean, yeah, division Bills, game too. Bills, right, divisional game. And Bill's thing is always taking out the other team's best thing, you know, so he's going to take away Tyreek for the most part. Um, so I don't think that Miami scores in the high twenties, you know, they're probably in 17, 20 point range. Um, and the Pats, everything out of camp is they, they're still struggling to figure out what they're even doing on offense. If you think Matt Patricia and Joe judge are going to figure this thing out by week one, I think it's crazy. I think this, this game is going to be a total dog fight, you know? Yeah. A 17, 10, 17, 14 result is very yeah, and that's Possibly. that's under under thirty points scored is yeah. what you're talking about, you know. And they got to get to forty six to hit this total. I love under on this game. Yeah, yeah. Quite honestly, have a relaxing day yeah. betting the under. Kendrick yeah. Bourne's can't, you know, he's probably only going to score a touchdown and a half. So 
<laughs> yeah, no probably, he'll probably that's, catch one and throw for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the game. That's the guy I'm worried about is Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> well, it's not Devonte Parker. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think about this Ravens Jets line or the spread at uh seven seven points? I should say seven seven is a number that I don't want to touch in that game. You know, I, I, if it I was thought you were going to say that, that's five five and a half. You know, I'd, I'd probably seven's stick it. Where it gets very tough. Where it's like you see the seven point is are just walk away and go to the next game. And yeah, so down. you got to you got to beat them by a full touchdown. I don't know. Yeah, yeah even in a beatdown, it's like full touchdown is a lot of points. <laughs> they could they could be up by two scores coasting and like they score a garbage time touchdown. Oh, we see it by seven see points it all, the time, all the time too. Yeah, just they pr- back they backdoor cover units like. <laughs> That being said, we did see the Ravens hang 35 on Miami to open the season, what, two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> 35 <Right>. nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's and hang correct. it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else you got, Jeff? I like uh I like Saints minus five and a half. You know, that's a it's kind of a bit it's kind of a big total, but I think Atlanta's really gonna struggle to find their footing offensively with uh Mariota starting and Ritter maybe, maybe uh coming in for him at some point during this season. I think they're going to struggle to start the year. The defense is trash. And I think the Saints are flying under the radar as one of the sneaky best teams in the league. So um, they have an elite defense and they added Tyron Matthew. Um, I think they'll hold Atlanta in check <clears throat> in check, and they'll have Jameis back. MT is supposed to be back. Who knows? But even if he's not, they have Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara. I think that they, they coast through this game. They win comfortably by double digits. Yeah, and you still got Demario Davis, who's uh, you know sideline to sideline linebacker, and Marcus Mariota doesn't scare me in the slightest about getting nope. a, getting around him. I mean, there's very unlikely circumstance that Mariota sprints past Demario Davis, at the, even nope. at this point in his, in his Not career. Not this day and age, no. Right. So yeah, I like that bet a lot. Yeah, so those are, those are my two favorite bets of the of the weekend, and if I had to take a, a third one right now, it's Giants plus five and a half, and a lot of people hate the giants and it's it's kind of it's kind of uh Who i kind of am in on it because i like they're playing the titans i kind of like it because i like the giants more than most people do i think brian dable's gonna like really boost that offense a lot more than we've seen i think danny dimes is much better than people give him credit for um but i think the bigger thing is that tennessee plays a lot of like these gross like grind it out, win a game by three points kind of deal. And I kind of think that that's what's going to happen here is Tennessee's probably going to win this one by like three or four points, you know, 14 to 10 or 13 to 10, 17, 14, something like that. And the Giants cover with five and a half points. So that would be my my third bet, but it's it's the bet that I'm I'm in like with. I'm not in love with. I I love the other two bets. Gotcha. Tight. All right. Um, so those are the burner picks for the season for week one. Um, we'll, of course, have some of their stuff out. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, um, but throughout the season, we'll get um, the burner picks. They got it on Twitter, too. So stay tuned for oh, wait, that. Can we, can we touch nope. on one more one, one more player player future prop? Yeah. If we yeah. if if nobody bets this, this uh, Brandon Cooks over 950 yards bet, I'm going to lose I, my mind. I mean. This man gets no respect in the league. It's, it's sick. That's it? Yeah, it's 950 yards, and he's hit it six six of the last seven years. And, and, this, like, and that one year, Davis Mills is I think Davis Mills, Davis Mills is only getting better. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think Davis he's Mills a legitimately doesn't, doesn't, good quarterback. He doesn't suck, and Brandon Cooks hits 1,000 years, 1,000 yards every single year. You know, it's, uh, it's this super it unsexy bet for some reason, but, like, 
if nobody bets this thing, I'm going to lose my mind. So <laughs> I'll bet. I had to, it. I had to get that one in I'll before, bet before we walked away from this. I like that, that bet a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, just to close it out, we'll do a few bold predictions here. Um, I know I didn't really give anyone a fair warning or a <laughs> time to actually make a good, you know, a good one, but um, I'll go first. Of course, I have to do this. Marvin Jones will lead the Jags in fantasy points in 2022. Made the same prediction last year. I hit it, but it didn't matter because they're all they're all fucking terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, he led with like ten yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was he was a waters for a three in fantasy last year, which is eh, whatever. But um, I won't go too deep into this. He's my sleeper of the week this week, so the article will be out tomorrow. I just think another year with with Lawrence there, Lawrence with him last year at the end of the year after Urban Meyer looked fantastic together. I know they have Christian Kirk, so that's going to be a very hard player to overpass, but it's bold, and I think it could happen. And it's got its own in 4% of leagues. Yeah. Crazy. Which is, which is nuts. Um so I'll take mine now. Also a guy owned in 4% of leagues. I think I'm probably the guy who owns him in uh, in all those <laughs> leagues. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, I guess when you give us not a lot of time to come up with the bold prediction, we all we both, or all of us go back to the our guys, right? You and Marvin Jones. I'm taking Kendrick Bourne and KJ Osborne, guys that I really, really believe in this year. Uh, Kendrick Bourne did it last year. Wide receiver 30 and half point PPR. Yeah, they got some new weapons in, in New England, but you got another year of Mac Jones. You should see him grow as a passer. You should see Kendrick Bourne continue to thrive in an offense that's really suited to what he does, like a lot of close to the line of scrimmage routes, yada, yada, yada. Don't want to belabor the point. You guys have heard me talk about Kendrick Bourne for like 10 straight podcasts. K.J. Osborne, very similar, very clear path to the number three wide receiver spot in Minnesota. He's obviously behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, but new head coach, new offensive coordinator, 11-man personnel being what they do best, three wide receivers on the field. K.J. Osborne should have a very clear route to a wide receiver three finish, which is really only about 800-ish yards and a handful of touchdowns, somewhere in that range to get you into that wide receiver 30 to 36 category. So I think it's very feasible to see both these guys do it. All right. Uh, my, my bold prediction, I think that Jonathan Taylor gives up the rushing title. And he gives it away to my boy, Javante Williams. Ooh. I think Javante Williams is just, I think he's just the best back in the league. I think this dude is absolutely dynamite. He breaks tackles like nobody's business. He's got the best balance in the league. He's so fast. I mean, I think this dude is just unbelievable. And I think that offense is just going to be cooking all year long. And they have to respect Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy in the passing attack. And that'll lead to more space for Javante. And I think he, he owns that backfield in a now somewhere between 60-40 and 70-30 split, which in today's NFL is bell cow back bell cow, status. Yeah. I think I think that's what he's going to end up. I know a lot of people are are paranoid that Melvin Gordon is still going to factor in, but I think Javante Williams is is leaps and bounds better than Gordon. Gordon's 30 years old. I think he's done. I think I think Javante ends up leading the league in rushing. Now, that's definitely bold. Um, that's nice bold. You said that's best bold. balance in the it. league. Is that better balance than your boy Chubb? Oh, uh, that's that's my other guy. That's yeah. I was gonna say. Hey, if you could have said lukewarm prediction of the year, I would have said either Chubb <laughs> or Javante will lead the league. But you said you bold. Sp- I had to pick one. You spelled you spelled Nick Chubb wrong. 
<laughs> it's definitely true. Javante is definitely the more bold one. I mean, I, I, I hear your point. Um, I, I think you're probably right too on, on a lot of it. I do. I'm one of the people that says Melvin Gordon still has a role there. He, he's going to cut into his work, whether he should or he shouldn't. It's a different conversation. I think to just think he is. Um, but there's certainly a world in which Javante, like you said, has wide open running lanes and, you know, he's one on one with a, with a defensive back and he just blows him up or maybe just blows right by him. You know, so I, I love the take. I think it's certainly within the with the realm of possibility or within the realm of possibility. I love it. Love it. I mean, like you said, 60, 40, 73. I can totally see a 70, 30. Yeah. And, and again, oh, 70, 70, 70, 30 is, is like there's only there's only what two or three guys in the league that got to 70, 30 last year. Yeah, probably what, David, what was JT and a team high? And high JT Dave and Montgomery. Yeah. David probably Montgomery up there. And Herbert. Yeah, but I think he, well, Monty got hurt. It's kind of hard to tell, but I, I think Taylor and uh, Harris were the only two guys that got to 70% snap share. Eckler was probably close. And even, uh, there's nobody else behind him. Yeah, he's, Derek, probably, he's probably in the mid 60s. Yeah. Derek Henry is like 65, 66. Yeah. When it's healthy. Yeah, I mean, there's just, when like he's said, healthy, it's a new definition of bell cow. It's not these guys, not Larry Johnson, who's the they don't, only They don't do back 80 and 90% backfields anymore. It's exist. not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there's no point. Not All right, well, well, there you have it. Full predictions, burner picks, news and injuries. Um, Jeff, thanks for uh, stepping in. Yeah, we're gonna have you on picks. more often. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was it was a little funky because we thought Baldy was gonna be here and got bailed on an hour before <laughs> for some bullshit hockey game that he had to have known about. Yeah, before, I got a fucking sneak attack hockey game. Like, they don't tell us about yeah. it. Well, this 9 o'clock hockey game <laughs> snuck up on me. They don't, they don't <laughs> want dude, us to stat Dude, it, dude, it came early. out of nowhere. Um, I mean, if you... <laughs> we only had to here, reserve the ice time for like 45 minutes, sir. Right, yeah. <laughs> Probably fucking three months in advance, right? If time. he was here, it would be a way longer podcast. Oh, he yeah. would go through like every single thing and like, you guys want to talk about baseball? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, no, baseball's not. impossible to bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh my god, dude. Baseball and hockey, I can't fucking bet to save my life. You know it's easy though, and you guys should bet if you don't already do it. Soccer. UFC fights. Fucking cake. Oh. UFC fights are the easiest thing going. Pick the favorite every fucking time. Oh, I was thinking just pick dogs. I thought I thought there used to be a stat that if you just bet dogs at like hundred dollars a bet every single night, oh, yeah. you'd make money hand over Eventually, fist. you gotta bet every single fight. Yeah. you right. You just gotta bet every single underdog fight and then you just hit the right one. Like that Holly Holmes fight, whatever yeah. that was, like a decade ago, like made a ton of people money, you know. You just bet heavyweights to finish, boom, you're done. Always a finish. <laughs> and heavyweights never go the distance because they're too fat and tired. <laughs> they're gonna fucking pass out if they go over. Yeah. Go over even if one guy's yeah, even if one guy's about to go to a decision, he'll just go down and take the knockout. Less embarrassing. All right, I think that'll do it though for the uh, top shelf podcast two thirteen. I didn't scroll back to the top two thirteen. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, well, so next uh, time we talk to you guys, we'll start be in- sits out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be in mid-season form. <laughs> Ready to go. Yep. Start sits out tomorrow at noon. So check out the website, topshowfantasy.com. Get those. And uh, for all of us here, and Jeff, thanks for tuning in. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay